All right, guys, and welcome to Jill Tread on America. I'm your host, Don Q. How's everyone going out there today? It is Wednesday, December 22nd, 2021. We got, what, three days till Christmas and, what's that, nine days till the new year? And I would say, please, Lord, thank us to get out of this year and get on to 22 and everything will be great, right? But we thought the same thing last year and this year has just been as crappy as last year, if not worse. And on that note, we got a few things to talk about today. Unfortunately, the thing that is dominating our life is we're going to have to talk about COVID. So COVID, COVID mandates, COVID court decisions, court overrules, Senate decisions, so on and so forth. And, uh, Probably going to dominate a lot of what I got to talk about. Also, I was thinking about this today, and I know this is going to sound weird the way I'm going to say this, but uh, I was thinking about homosexuality in the USA. And not the way you think that I might be thinking about it, but it's just just, just something. And we'll go into that. And then uh, also a couple things treading, um, trending on Twitter. Uh, oddly enough, the Great Reset. And I'll go into that for just a bit. And, uh, of course, we'll touch base on the Ghislaine Maxwell trial and see what's going on with there. But before we get into the show, I want to talk about our first sponsor. That's right, Redcon1.com. Don't forget about our great supplement company. Uh, like I said, great protein shakes, uh, great protein powders, protein bars, pre-workout. Uh, their Breach is a good post um it has the BCAs in it. It helps you recover. Also, uh, I mean, just everything they have is good. Right now, they have a sale that actually I think starts today, Wednesday. You go on there. Uh, if you use the link at the bottom of the podcast app, it'll take you right to the website. Um, you don't have to use my promo code because that only gives you 20% off. They actually have a different pro, uh, promo code for 40% off. I'm not quite sure off the top of my head what it is, but I think it's Arctic 40 but nonetheless, it'll be on the website. But if you use the app, the uh, link on the uh, podcast app, wherever you're listening to this on, that way the show, they know the show brought you to them. Um, but 40% off. And uh, with $50 or more you spend, you get a free hoodie. And then I think if you spend more than $85, you get the free hoodie, some free protein shakes, and free shipping. So, And that, that would be... The, those dollar amounts would be after your 40% off. So, I mean, you, you can get quite a bit there. You know, you spend, <clears throat> you find stuff for like 100 bucks, 100 and something dollars. It's going to be a lot of stuff. Plus, you're going to get some free stuff and maybe only spend 80, 90 bucks. So, check them out um, and let them know that we sent you to them. And uh, let me know what you think about them. You can comment on the on the website. That's don'ttreadonamerica.com. Or if you want to follow us on Facebook or Instagram, or end Instagram, I should say, at Don't Tread on America, and on Twitter at DTOM underscore 1775. Or if you want to follow me directly on Twitter, that's PCGC underscore 1775. And uh, check all those things out. And, and whatever app you're listening to this on, guys, if you could please, please, if it's on Apple, give me a five-star rating, leave a review if you would like. Most importantly, is that five-star, and, and even more important than that is sharing this uh, with your friends, and even sharing it with people that that you're, that you're friends with, but they might have different ideas 
than you, different uh, ideals, I should say. Um, you know, if you guys have an argument about something that we're talking about, you know, I, I try to put all the, anything I read, any articles I read, I try to get articles from all different walks of of life and thoughts, and I'm, I'm trying to get better at putting these on the uh, show notes on the podcast app so you can link to that and say, read it yourself. But anyway, let's get into our COVID talk of the day, unfortunately. But uh, the good thing is, for those of you like myself and my wife and my my son and his fiance, um, if any of you guys have had COVID, found this little article. This was in uh, the McGillicuddy Times. I don't know. <laughs> Bright. Uh, it's a medical uh, news journal. And it says here, if you've had COVID, you're likely protected for life. If you'd had COVID-19, even a mild case, major congratulations to you as you've more than likely got long-term immunity, according to a team of research from Washington University School of Medicine. In fact, you're likely to be immune for life, as with the case of recovery from many infection agents. Once you've had the disease and recover, you're immune, most likely for life. The evidence is strong and promising and should be welcome to um, comforting news to the public that has spent the last year in 2020 in a pandemic over SARS-CoV-2. Increasing evidence has shown that long-lasting immunity exists. Now, the interesting thing about this is you probably won't hear much about this on many, if any, other um, news, mainstream media, maybe even a lot of other podcasts, whatever you might listen to. And the reason I say that is because even though you know, depending on on what news you watch. If you watch Fox, for example, I'm going to get into Fox here in a little bit. But if you watch Fox, I would say the majority of the people on there are vaccinated. Um, but they don't necessarily push the vaccine. And they definitely are supposedly against mandates. And that's what I'm going to get in, into here in a little bit with them. Um, unlike, say, CNN or MSNBC, where they're constantly pushing this. You're never going to hear about this on any of these uh, news outlets for the fact that Number one, I mean, I'm not dismissing this article because I'm all about it. I've had COVID. My wife had COVID. I'm hoping they're right. The problem is, is it's kind of a tricky situation here. You're saying immune for life. Well, this is a relatively new disease. You know, we've really only been dealing with it for a little over a year as far as COVID is concerned. Now, SARS has been around for a little bit. Um... The uh, novel coronavirus has been around for a little while, but how can you, how can they say for life? I mean, granted, I'm not a scientist, I'm not an immunologist, I'm not a whatever. So surely, I would assume these people did some sort of research before they made made this. But uh, I'm gonna read on here: seasonal coronavirus, some which cause common colds, yield only short-lived protective immunity, with reinfections occurring six to 12 months after the previous infection. Before I read on, to me, just reading that line right there, I mean, call me crazy, but that just sounds like having the flu or having the, you know, the seasonal cold or the seasonal um, allergies, right? Okay. Early data on SARS-CoV-2 also found that antibody um, teeters decline rapidly in the first months after recovery from COVID-19, leading some to speculate that protective immunity 
against SARS-CoV-2 may also be short-lived. Senior author of the study, Ali Elibedi, Ph.D., an associate professor of pathology and immunology at Washington University School of Medicine in St. Louis, pointed out that this assumption is flawed, stating in a news release, last fall, there were reports that antibodies worn, I'm sorry, waned quickly after infection with the virus and caused COVID-19 and mainstream media interpreted that to mean that immunity was not long-lived. But that's misinterpretation of the data. It's normal for antibody levels to go down after an acute infection, but they don't go down to zero. They plateau. The researchers found that a uh, bisphatic, <laughs> bisphatic, maybe, I don't know, reading not my strong point, bisphatic, bisphatic <laughs> pattern of antibodies concentration against SARS-CoV-2 in which high antibody con- uh, concentrations were found in the acute immune response that occur- occurred at the time of the initial infections. So basically, the way I'm reading this is, you know, if you if you've had COVID, and whether it was a mild case or a, a strong case, um, once you get past that, like you've heard people where they've had COVID, they have what they, people describe as the COVID cough, and that goes away after a while. Um, and of course, you probably still get a cold. You might even still get the flu. But don't let the media and the government fool you into having a sniffly nose means you have COVID. And unfortunately, that's where we're, we're getting to in this country. The antibodies decline in the first two months after infection should be as expected, then level out about 10 to um, 20%. The maximum concentration detected in the commentary of the study, Andreas Radbrook, and uh, I'm assuming this guy might be from China. I'm not, I don't even hung. <laughs> I'm going to say his name the way it looks to me. And and I know you guys are going to chuckle a little bit because it almost looks fake. But here you go. Hung Dung Chang of the German Rheumatologist Research Center Berlin explained, this is consistent with the expectation that 20, 10 to 20% of plateau cells in an acute immune reaction become memory plasma cells and is clear indication that the shift from antibody production by short-lived plasma cells to antibody Production by memory plasma cells is not unexpected. Given the immune memory to many virus vaccines is stable over the decades, if not a lifetime. So the way I'm reading this is if you had COVID, you don't need the vaccine because your memory cells may plateau, but they're still going to be there. And like if you get reinfected, if you are immune are uh, exposed to covid again you your those memory cells will reactivate so to speak and the thing is is i think the biggest thing with the with the covid shot cuz remember we're not calling it a vaccine here with the covid shot is all it really does maybe i i shouldn't say does cuz i don't know but maybe and this is based on what they are telling us is that um it might lessen the effects of COVID. Obviously, we know now 
that it, no matter what, if you've had one, two, three shots of this, of the COVID shot, you can still get COVID. You can still transmit COVID. You can still get sick from COVID. Now, maybe not as bad as not. I don't know. Um, I'll say this, that the fact that when I had COVID, it wasn't that bad. My, my wife had COVID at, you know, around the same time as I did. And she was a little more sick than I was, but it wasn't like in the hospital sick. I think the keys to all of this is trying to stay healthy, trying to take vitamins, boost your immune system. And because in my opinion, these COVID shots actually work against your immune system. I said this in the last two shows, much like an older gentleman, you know, if you're an older man and maybe you've done um, testosterone work or you've thought about it. Um, doctors will tell you that once you start taking testosterone, especially the more shots you get of testosterone, the, the more your body stops producing testosterone, and therefore you'll constantly need those shots. And that's what I feel. Now, mind you, my, uh, my study of medicine is aspirin and NyQuil. <laughs> but on stuff I've read about the shot, the more you take, the weaker your your immune system gets. Whether that's true or not, I guess it remains to be seen. But that's a, a situation I don't care to, to find. Because not only will it make your immune system weaker against COVID, but it'll also make it weaker against anything. Anything, anything you need your immune system to fight. Okay? Um, the thing that, that's interesting is what they... Are saying about all of this. So you, I'm going to play this clip. This is going to be a montage of different um, people that supposedly know everything. So this was on uh, this was on uh, Twitter. So it's, the, the caption reads: "Cases among the vaccinated are called breakthrough cases because the vaccine, quote unquote, is supposed to act as a barrier. The barrier is gone, and COVID fastest now claim it's always meant to reduce the severity." not transmissibly, um, not the transmissibility of the virus. Yeah, you're okay. You're not going to, you're not going to get COVID if you have these vaccinations. These now, a lot of this stuff that I'm playing was, was stuff that Biden and Fauci and whoever said prior to like when the vaccines first came out. Vaccines are highly, highly effective. Vaccinated people do not carry the virus, don't get sick. They're really, really good against variants. Everyone who takes the vaccine is not just protecting themselves, but reducing their transmission uh, to other people and allowing society to get back to normal. Get your first shot, and when you're due for your second, get your second shot. Our key goal is to stop the transmission, to get the immunity levels up so that you get almost no, almost no uh, infection going on whatsoever. When people are vaccinated, they can feel safe that they are not going to get infected. If you're vaccinated, you're not going to be hospitalized, you're not going to be in an ICU unit, and you're not going to die. If you are fully vaccinated, you no longer need to wear a mask. Anyone who is fully vaccinated can participate in indoor and outdoor activities, large or small, without wearing a mask or physical distancing. But what they can't do anymore is prevent transmission. You know, we didn't have vaccines that block transmission. We got vaccines that help you with your health, but they only slightly reduce the transmission. We need a new, now you can see how they've changed the narrative the as they the kept talking about it. The level of virus in the nasopharynx of a person who's vaccinated and infected is the same level as the level of virus in the nasopharynx 
of an unvaccinated person. Did you catch that? So what's the difference? That was Dr. Fauci just said that the level is the same in a vaccinated as an unvaccinated. Reports from our international colleagues, including Israel, suggest increased risk of severe disease amongst those vaccinated early. So in Israel, the cases were severe as the people were fully vaccinated. And if you look at Israel, mm-hmm. which has always been a month to a month and a half ahead of us, they are seeing a waning of immunity, not only against infection, but against hospitalizations and to some extent death. The booster might actually be an essential part of the primary regimen that people should have. Plan is for every every adult to get a booster shot. Uh, clearly, one of the best investments uh, I've ever been involved in. There's been yeah. Well, <clears throat> so that was Bill Gates right there talking about investing. So the the beginning of this started with him talking about invest investing in these vaccines, whether it be Pfizer, Moderna, whoever. And then obviously the push. So he was behind the push to make money. Biden and everyone was behind the push because of their agenda. Whatever that is. Show for another day, a show we've already done. Um, if, if you guys are new to the show, I implore you to go through our archives and start looking at some of our older shows where we talked about this back in the beginning of the year, March, April, May. And, you know, the guy that was on the show with me at the time, Chris, where, you know, he's on here periodically now, um, we talked about these things. And, of course, people probably looked at us like we were crazy, and we probably have lost listeners because of that. I would hope that some of those listeners came back once they realized we weren't stupid. You know, we weren't these conspiracy theory nutcases. The people that were just on this video were Bill Gates, um, the head of the CDC, what's her name, Michelle Lewinsky or whatever, uh, Biden, Fauci, right? So these are the main people that you're hearing hearing from about the vaccines. And then as that video ended, it was about the boosters. Why? Well, because... If you got one shot, you got two shots, it made, you, it made you weaker. It made you more susceptible. I mean, they said themselves more people were being, or equally as many people being hospitalized um, because of, you know, whether they are vaccinated or not vaccinated. It's not a difference. It doesn't make a difference. They sold this bill of goods as... If you get vaccinated, you you can, if you guys recall back in, I want to say it was May or June, somewhere around there, where, it might have been May, because I I think he was talking about Memorial Day and then 4th of July, but nonetheless, oh, if you just get vaccinated, you'll be able to have your cookouts for Memorial Day and 4th of July, you can get together with your family and your friends and da-da-da-da-da. You know, if you get vaccinated, you don't have to wear a mask. Well, since then, of course, in the summertime, you had a spike. So then they went back to, oh, you got to wear a mask. You got to do this. You got to do that. Well, you just said that if we're vaccinated, you don't have to do that. You know, the 30, however many percent of Americans that haven't done the vaccine yet are not going to get the vaccine because they they are not dumb. As much as the media and the government and politicians and celebrities and whoever else want to paint you as being an idiot for not getting the vaccine you are obviously smarter than those people. Now, I guess the question 
remains to be seen how many of those people themselves are actually vaccinated. Um, probably most of them. I mean, you know, I don't know. But the fact of the matter is people like myself that have denied getting the vaccine, we're not, we're not doing it, we're not doing it, we're not doing it. We be, we're looked at as the dirty, the uncleansed, though these unvaxxers are, uh, you know, vax deniers and this, that, and the other thing. And I never said I was. And I don't have a problem with anybody getting the vaccine if you choose to do so, right? I don't feel that the government or your job or, you know, any, anybody like that should make you do anything. And like I've said plenty of times before, as adults, ever since you've worked a job, however old you were when you got your first job, did you ever fill out an application and on the application, did it ask you about your vaccination status? If you were vaccinated for the measles or, you know, polio or whatever else? No. They don't do that. Because, number one, it's none of their business. Number two, um, I don't even know number two. Number one, it's none of their fucking business. Okay? If vaccines were so important to to stop the spread of, of whatever disease... That's we'd have to we, we it would have been a done deal. Why this disease? And now with Omicron out, everyone's gonna die. You know, cases are going through the roof. Okay, well, oddly enough, the same amount of people have died from Omicron that the same number of people have died from this disease that Alec Baldwin has killed. They're one in one. You had one guy in Texas, fully vaccinated, by the way died um i think tuesday it was either monday or tuesday just recently fully vaccinated had underlying health conditions died and uh supposedly somehow or another i, I don't know how they figured it out but he was said to have had the omicron variant or strain as i like to call him but um nonetheless the key here was fully vaccinated so i'm assuming two shots maybe three i don't know um but underlying health conditions so did the did the shots make him worse? Did it affect his his underlying health conditions? Because like I've told you before, how many people in this country have gotten vaccinated that didn't talk to a doctor? You know, we're talking what? There's 200 million, give or take, people of all ages that have been vaccinated. I'm not even talking about children. I know they're part of that number. But obviously, children don't have a choice if their parents are making them do it. So whatever. But how many adults that have gotten vaccinated willingly went to a doctor and said, what do you think I should do? And then that doctor says, "Okay, well, you got these disease. You got these issues. Yes, you should get it. Or you got these um, issues. You have blood clots. You have heart problems. You have whatever. Maybe we should hold off because. Studies have shown that these could have an effect in that area, right? I would venture a guess that of the 60, however many percent of the people that have gotten vaccinated, the 200 million, whatever people that have gotten vaccinated, I bet you that number's a small number. It's probably, I mean, I don't even want to guess the number. I would say 10%, but that's 20 million people. I don't think it's that high. It might be like 1% of the people most of everybody that got vaccinated took their medical advice from TV, whether that be The View 
or CNN or MSNBC or whatever, <laughs> right? They took their medical advice from people that aren't medical experts. The only medical quote-unquote expert that has said anything about anything is Fauci. And how much of that, how much of anything that he says you can trust ever since I talked about the thing about three or four weeks ago where he was in cahoots with Moderna prior to any of this even coming out three, you know, what, two and a half years ago. By the way, I was one of the first podcasts to talk about that. I just want to point that out because now I'm starting to hear people talk about it. But nonetheless, um, (laughs) um, not toot my own horn. I mean, I did get it from Glenn Beck, but I mean, that was still like three weeks ago. Anyway. Point being is, um, you shouldn't take your medical expert from strangers. Even Dr. Fauci is a stranger. He's just some dude on the TV spouting his rhetoric, okay? And he is also the same dude that fired other medical doctors that worked for the NIH that opposed what he had to say. So what, he's the only one that can be right? No one else can have an opinion or, or have their own facts? It's either his way or the highway, essentially. But anyway, my point being is, of the 200 million people or so that's been vaccinated, I would say the majority of those, a large majority of those, got their advice from pharmacists, whether it be your local grocery store, your local pharmacy, or Walgreens, Publix, uh, Walmart, you know, wherever, CVS. And it wasn't a situation of, it's kind of like the flu shot. You know, how many times have you gone into a Walgreens or a CVS especially, or even maybe a Walmart pharmacy, and you might be in there for whatever, you're picking up a prescription, or you're getting some cold medicine, or whatever. And, oh, have you gotten your flu shot? No. You want one? No. It's free? No, I'm good. But it's the same thing with the COVID shot. They were doing that. They weren't asking your medical history. They They don't care. They just want to collect the numbers. That's all they care about. So... And of course now, with Omicron or Omicron, whatever you want to call it, here we go with more restrictions, mandates, lockdowns, uh, restrictions, you know, whatever you want to call it, right? So now <laughs> the interesting thing is I don't I don't have a map of these of these states, um, but I'm so I'm just gonna kind of skip around so. Alabama, Alaska, Arizona, Arkansas, fully open. Um, California, lockdown. So, state and health department has ordered all individuals two or older, wear, two or older and older, to wear a mask indoor public spaces and businesses from now until January 15, regardless of vaccination status. But you said, <laughs> right? I mean, how many people got vaccinated to avoid these situations? Probably a large chunk. Maybe, I don't know, you know, whatever. However many it was, whether it was 5 million, 50 million, whatever. They said, well, you know what, if I just go get vaccinated, I can avoid all the bullshit. I won't have to wear a mask. It's just easier if I just get vaccinated. I mean, there was plenty of people that did that, I'm sure. But then this, Right. Newsom announced effective September 20th that vaccination verification or a negative test is required for indoor events. But now it's like that's gone away. Okay, so then we get to Colorado. Um, it says uh, fully reopen 
but 12 and older, you have to wear If you're not fully vaccinated, must wear a mask. Um, I'm trying to read quickly through this. I don't see where it says you have to have a a um, vaccinate or, you know, okay, does it mask or, yeah, so it does require proof of vaccination. So, and that's in Denver, I shouldn't say. I shouldn't say that's in the whole state. So it looks like the whole state is um, you have to be fully vaccinated to not wear a mask, but doesn't require you to prove that you're vaccinated. The only difference would be state employees either have to be vaccinated or receive a test. And then in Denver, you have to show proof. So I guess Denver has vaccination passports. And in Connecticut, so um, lifted most restrictions till um, on May 19th. He extended through February 15th. In order, it requires unvaccinated individuals to wear a mask in indoor spaces. New Haven Mayor has mandated that individuals wear a mask in indoor regardless of vaccination status. Masks are required for indoor businesses. So, I mean, once again, you'll see state after state. And the funny thing is a lot of these states that have these restrictions of, of whatever kind are democratically ran states. Like that governor of Connecticut, Democrat. Obviously, we know Newsom's a Dem- Democrat. I think the mayor, I don't know if the of the governor of Colorado, let me see, Colorado, doesn't specify whether they are or are not. I'd be willing to bet the mayor of Denver probably is. Um, Delaware, same thing. Uh, governor, Democrat. States, uh, employees have to have proof of vaccination, blah, blah, blah. Uh, D.C., which is interesting. So D.C. Nine, is at 90% vaccination rate. 90%, 9-0. Fully re- uh, reopened after lifting indoor mask mandates in November. Mayor Muriel Bowser, Democrat, is reinstating it. The mandate goes into effect at 6 a.m. This was yesterday until January 31st. Uh, Bowser also announced that D.C. government employees, contractors, interns, grantees must be fully vaccinated and get a booster shot on August 16th. She said the healthcare workers had to receive one dose by the, uh, September 30th. Second dose in the recommended front time frame. Previously, she said employees and volunteers in K-12 through schools had to be vaccinated by November 1st. Uh, students 12 and older had to be vaccinated by November 1st to participate in extracurricular sports activities. Individuals may be exempt based on religious beliefs or medical conditions. So you kind of got a little backdoor there. But nonetheless, um, vaccinate it or you don't get to do anything. You don't get to go to school. You don't get to work. Florida. Florida. Ah, God love Florida. Fully reopened. Florida, Florida Surgeon General Joseph Lapado, or Lada, Ladapo dropped a requirement stating that before public school students can return to campus, they must quarantine for at least four days uh, after being exposed to COVID-19 on July 30th. Governor Ronnie Double D. DeSantis signed an order protecting the rights of parents to choose whether children wear a mask in school. In May, the governor signed the bill prohibits vaccine passports. Yes, gotta love it. Georgia fully reopened. Um, looks like similar to Florida. You have some situations where Atlanta mayor indoor mask mandates, whatever. 
Hawaii, I think, is one of the worst states still as far as lockdowns. Uh, signed an order, the governor, Democrat, signed an order reinstating gathering capacity restrictions. Idaho fully reopened. Illinois fully reopened with the exception of Chicago. I just saw Lori Lightfoot, or like we like to call her Beetlejuice, is I think, I don't know if it goes in effect today, where um, everyone's got to be vaccinated, can't do anything, can't go inside, can't do whatever. It's just, it's ridiculous. And then, of course, we know, I, I don't want to read all these states. For the most part, they're all reopened. You have some situations where you have, okay, like, for example, Massachusetts, fully reopened. Governors, Republican, announced long-term care providers, home care workers among those to must be vaccinated by the 31st. Exemptions are available uh, for certain medical conditions or sincerely held religious beliefs. The key is Boston Mayor Michelle Wu announced she will keep in place the indoor mask mandates in public settings within the Boston. And this isn't this must not be 100 percent up to date because she just announced yesterday about vaccines. And similar to what New York City's doing with the uh, I can't think what they're calling it in Boston, but it's like the New York, they have the key to the city or whatever, where you have to have proof of vaccinations to eat. And then that's a clusterfuck in itself. New York City, in New York City especially, but all throughout the state, you know, they're talking about open internment camps. Uh, I don't think that's what they're calling them, but same difference. Um, you have situations of people getting arrested at Panera Bread and Cheesecake Factory and Applebee's. These people are just trying to eat fucking din dinner. I mean, and I don't even know that they're trying to eat dinner there. They're trying to get their food to go. And I, I think the, the workaround is... They're not being arrested for not having the vaccine passport or whatever. It's the business. I guess they have the right to refuse service. Any business has the right to refuse service. I, I would assume they're basing it on a trespassing situation from from what I've read about that. But nonetheless, it's still it's still a situation where a year ago, or maybe not a year ago, maybe a little longer than a year ago, say 13, 15 months ago, we had Democrats of all walks of lives, whether they're governors, presidential candidates, vice presidential candidates, senators, congresspeople, that uh, when Trump you know, was still president and him and Biden were going at it and the vaccine was being produced, you know, they had things to say like this. I think it's going to be a very skeptical American public about taking the vaccine, and they should be. We can't trust the president uh, and take his word and take a vaccine that might cause harm to us. If and when the vaccine comes, and it's not likely to go through all the tests that needs to be and the trials that are needed to be done. When we finally do, God willing, get a vaccine, who's going to take the shot? You can be the first one to say, put me, sign me up. They now say it's okay. Is the vaccine safe? Uh, frankly, I'm not going to trust the federal government's opinion. And I wouldn't recommend the New Yorkers based on the federal government. We cannot take for granted this process will be free of political influence. You're going to say to the American people now, here's a vaccine. It was new. It was done quickly. But trust this federal administration and their health administration that it's safe. I will say that I would not trust Donald Trump. Hey, how confident are you in the approval process of the FDA right now? 
How confident am I? Uh, I'm not that confident. Yes, I would be hesitant, but I'm going to ask a lot of questions. You're going to need someone other than this FDA and this CDC saying it's safe. Well, it's interesting that, you know, this you had Cuomo and Biden and Kamala and different senators, a couple of Congress people saying what they said. What's changed? It's the same vaccine. It's not because Biden became president. The vaccine changed. It was the same companies producing the vaccine. It's the same people running the FDA that approved it for emergency use. It's the same CDC. <laughs> Nothing's changed other than the fact that Trump's not president. Now, I will say this. With that being said, I don't give a shit who the president is. People think, oh, well, because you're a Trump supporter, you're not taking the vaccine. No, that doesn't really have anything to do with it. The fact of the matter for me is the the um, quickness of this vaccine. Now, granted, I, you know, I'm just a dude with a full-time job and a part-time podcast, right? What the fuck do I know? I know that with I've been on trials with this chemo and the, the cancer and the research I've done on myself or not that I've done on myself that's been done to me I should say but it's not like hey we got this thing we're going to try and see <laughs> to me when when you're going through a trial situation for cancer that is a life or death situation I might as well let them throw whatever at me to see what happens for the fact that it's cancer right I'm going to die anyway, <laughs> okay? I mean, I've been dealing with this for 13 years now, okay? And 13 years ago, they gave me five years to live, maybe seven. I think it was five to seven. 13 years ago, they gave me five to seven. And I've gone through a lot of shit in these 13 years. And... uh I say to my wife, I'll say to my friends or whatever, I'll say, you know, I'm too stubborn to die. Uh, then I'll say, you know, God doesn't want me and the devil's afraid I'm going to take over. I don't believe that to be true. But <clears throat> it leads me to believe that I'm not saying I'm I'm put on this earth for any special reason. I'm not any more special than anyone else that walks this earth. But um, I am. No. I, I just don't... <laughs> I don't understand. <laughs> I don't, I'm not trying to get on a poor pity me and a and a I'm great and whatever, but I just don't understand why I'm still here. <laughs> not to get dark and macabre or anything, but I should have been dead a long time ago from this. And I'm as healthy as a horse and as stubborn as a mule. And I go to the gym. You know, we go three, four times a week. I might not eat the healthiest, and I might drink some beer. But when I was diagnosed with this disease and I went through a, I went through a, a treatment process that put me in the hospital, put me in ICU for two weeks, 10 days, or no, two full weeks. It was 14 days I was in the hospital, in ICU. Now, the treatment was only a few days. I think it was two and a half days. So it was like uh, 10, 10 treatments, 10 every six hours or eight, whatever it was, I can't remember. And it was bad to the point where my doctor suggested maybe doing it again if, if whatever we were doing wasn't going to work. And I told him no. 
I'll die. I'll, I'll stop doing anything before I do that again. That's how bad that treatment was. And it was at that point that me and my wife decided, look, it's, we've got to quit living life so securely. <laughs> start, let's start living life. And, uh, and that's what we did because it got to a point where we, we knew that I could die. I mean, I was never sick. I never felt sick. I never felt like I, like when you, you hear people that's got cancer, you, you think you have an image in your mind of how they should be. I never felt like I was that person. When I tell people that I have cancer and what I've been doing, they look at me like I'm crazy, I'm lying or whatever. And okay, I don't really care. Be that as it may. Um, the fact of the matter is I did those things because it was life or death. To me, I don't feel that this COVID, this whatever it is, is a life or death situation. Now, I think there's situations that if you're morbidly obese, you know, if you're like a crazy fat, you know, like super, super like overweight over, you know, with heart conditions and blood clots and, uh, you know, whatever. Yeah. You, you probably need to change your lifestyle and fix things is, is the, 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 the uh, COVID shot, the magic bullet. Is it the magic pill? Is it, you know, I don't believe in that. I don't believe there's such a thing as a magic pill. Like, you know, the, the diet pill conglomeration of America has made billions of dollars off of people thinking that, oh, if I just take this diet pill, I'm going to lose 20 pounds. That's not true. Read the back of any of those damn pills bo bottles, and it tells you, take this along with a diet and steady exercise. Well, guess what else will help you lose weight? A diet and steady exercise. <laughs> the pill is just a way for that company to make money. Anyway, I digress. So the question I had, me and Chris were talking about this, is back in early December, December 8th, the Senate uh, passed a resolution to repeal the Biden's vaccine or testing mandate for private sector employers. What happened to that? It passed 52 to 48, which means you had two Democrats vote for it. Oddly enough, Joe Manchin was one of them. Why he's a Democrat is beyond me. And John Tester of Montana was the other. Um, neither one crazy about mandates and burdensome regulations. But my question is, it passed Senate... It never went to the House. What happened? Um, fortunately, you have some states that are standing on this. Uh, you, you know, like I reported in the last year, you had the um, the um, Sixth Court in Cincinnati overturn or not overturn, but they um, they uh, reinstated the vaccine, whatever. And, it, and it's just, it's going to be short-lived. I mean, you, you know, it's kind of like people stress out when they see these things. It's like, you know, just just hold your breath and just wait. It's going to the Supreme Court. Uh, for the life of me, I can't imagine that the Supreme Court stays this. I just can't imagine. But, uh, you know, stranger things have happened. The good news is today, I, I say good news. I, I shouldn't say that because this is new. It j literally just got approved today, Wednesday by the FDA. I don't know if this is good or bad or if it's any different, but <clears throat> it's something to maybe be happy about, you know, in, in conjunction with also you have ivermectin, which, you know, of course, depending on who you ask, that's horse paste, whatever. It's it's a fucking 
a you know human drug that was passed by the FDA, I think in 05, is not horse paste. It's used, you know, at certain amounts, it's used for horses also. But there's other drugs that are used for human that are used for horses. That's stupid. But, you know, the monoclonal antibodies, the hydroxychloroquine, there's there's other things that have been FDA approved for years that we could be doing instead of a vaccine that Democrats themselves said a little over a year ago. They wouldn't do it, but now all of a sudden are about it. Well, the FDA today authorized a new COVID-19 treatment from Pfizer, the first pill to treat the virus to become available. The pill known as Paxlovid is seen as a major step forward in the fight against uh, the virus. The trial showing it reduced the risk of hospi- hospitalization or death by 89% in high-risk patients. So, once again, that's your people that they, that they say should get the, uh, the vaccine, right? So here you go. So maybe if people choose not to take the vaccine, they can do this. Is I, I, I don't know why I just jumped off my screen like that, but, you know, here, here we go. God forbid I could just read something. Jiminy Christmas. <laughs> the treatment is expected to be in short supply to begin with, though leading to calls for the Biden administration to do to uh, boost supply. Today's authorization introduces the first treatment of COVID-19 is in the form of a pill taken orally. Um, a major step toward the fight against global pandemics, said Patricia Cavazzoni, director of FDA's drug and I'm sorry, FDA Center for Drug Evaluation and Research. This authorization provides a new tool to combat COVID-19 at a crucial time. So, you know, this might be a situation where some people, I'm still trying to figure out, this must be something you take if you get sick, I'm assuming. I I don't think it's something you would just take, like, now. Yeah, okay, so the treatment is intended to be started within five days of the onset of symptoms. So that, that, that answered my question because, and that makes sense. So that's similar to the hydroxychloroquine or the uh, monoclonal or the, you know, the antibodies, the ivermectin, the, the kitchen sink like Joe Rogan had talked about. But so this would be, okay, today you, you have one of the symptoms. I'm sick, I'm cold, I got no taste, no smell, whatever. So within five days so if I felt like that today maybe tomorrow I went and gotten tested I, okay so then I would want to start this um, so obviously there's another option out there um, one question I had and I, I brought this up when I was giving you guys the breakdown of what we're going to talk about today is Fox News okay so I've you guys know I mean I'm not even trying to hide it I enjoy watching Fox News as a matter of fact, it's on right now as I'm doing this show. Um, I don't make a living <laughs> out of watching Fox News. Um, I keep it on when I'm recording, mainly in case something pops up that I need to talk about. If it's something that like comes up right now, oh shit, I can be, I can bring it to you right now. Um, also, I do it so I'm not watching TV and I lose track of what I'm talking about because of you know whatever's on TV. <laughs> but I mainly watch it for Tucker. I record that. I watch it when I get up for work. Um, I might watch some Greg Gutfeld, you know, and I watch some of the weekend shows. But nonetheless, um, there's been a lot of, I would say, 
and I don't know the numbers for sure, but from the shows I watch on Fox News, that the majority of the on-air talent is vaccinated. Okay, and they don't hide that fact. But I would say most, if not all of them, are opposed to any types of mandates. Like, they feel like you should get, some of them, I shouldn't say all of them, but some of them feel like you should get vaccinated because it's the right thing to do. Or you should talk to your doctor and maybe get vaccinated. Then there's some that feel like you don't need to get, I would think Tucker's one of those people that probably hasn't been vaccinated. He hasn't said whether he has or hasn't. I don't really give a shit if he has or hasn't. It doesn't matter. What's pissing me off about the whole situation is this just broke the other day. Fox News employees located in the New York offices will now be required to have at least one vaccination shot by December 27th if they want to work in the office, according to an internal memo sent to company staffers. All workers in New York City who perform in-person work at the office location, including Fox employees, must show proof of that they received at least one dose of the vaccine. So, now, granted... This isn't a situation of them doing this. This is because of de Blasio's New York City rule. So it's not a Fox News blanket. Everyone's got to do this because, and like I said right there, New York City offices. So like Tucker, for example, I think he records in D.C. And some of the other shows are done in D.C. But the majority of their stuff is done in New York. Now, I don't know if you guys listen to Dan Bongino at all, but uh, I started listening to his podcast a while back. And um, my question was, he's going through a situation. So for those of you who don't know, he's got a podcast and he's done the podcast for years. But he's recently started a radio show. I think it's a 12 to 3 slot. I'm not sure. Uh, He's kind of filled the spot of um, Rush Limbaugh. And uh, the company that he works for, uh, Cumulus, I think, just had like a month or so ago passed a vaccine mandate, and they've even fired some of their people, some of their on-air talent. And, and Bongino will tell you, he's been vaccinated because he was dealing with cancer, and his doctor felt like it was the right thing to do, blah, blah, blah. My doctor said the same thing, and I'm like, I'm good. But nonetheless, he's even come out and said that I'm not getting a, he's not getting a booster. He's not doing any of that. But nonetheless, he's vaccinated, and he's trying to make a stand against Cumulus because of the mandates, because people have been fired. And recently he just came out and was like, well, there's not a whole lot I can do because I'm tied into a contract, and yada, yada, yada. I don't know the stipulations of his contract. I I don't know why he couldn't just quit, retire, or whatever. But like I said, I don't know the wording of his contract, and that's none of my business. My question is, he also works for Fox. And now Fox is doing this. Now, granted, he's not out of New York. He does all, most of his stuff. He lives in Florida. So he does that Saturday show on Fox. And he, I think pretty much everything he does out of, is out of his house. But nonetheless, even with the cumulus situation, he records out of his house. He doesn't do it at a studio. So if you're going to steadfast, you know, against them, why aren't you going to steadfast against Fox? And where is... Tucker, where is Hannity? Where are these big name Fox guys, gals, whatever? Where are they standing up against Fox and their mandates? This broke, I think, Monday. So here it is Wednesday. And Fox, anyone that I've seen on Fox isn't saying shit about it. Why not? You know, I had to read this article in the Daily Beast, which we know isn't a fan of Fox News. 
And it was also in the um, New York Times, which we know isn't a fan of Fox News. Now, the company that runs Fox News uh, also runs the New York Post. Nothing in the New York Post about it. I'm just curious, why, why aren't some of these guys making noise? So, we'll see. Uh, they got till the 27th, that's Monday. You know, I guess we'll see who's on air uh, come Monday. Because the says they have till then to to get vaccinated or they go on unpaid leave. And that's not just on-air talent. That's anyone that works there. But I don't care about the, you know, the second camera guy or the makeup artist. I mean, I mean, I don't know them. I don't know any of them I mean, other than seeing them on TV. My point is the people that are stomping their feet about mandates and hate the hate they have for uh, Mayor de Blasio and Biden and whoever else that are spouting all these mandates. Well, here's your off your workplace telling you the same thing. Granted, it's because of the New York City rule. It's not a Fox News thing because, like I said, it's just at the New York offices. I don't know where they give these guys the option to move to a different state to do it. I don't know. I guess we'll see. All right, so next I wanted to go into... Um, geez, Louise, I can't believe I'd rattle on almost an hour about that. You know what? Let me see what else I got here. Cause I kind of wanted to touch base. Yeah. I'm going to skip the, <laughs> the homosexuality in the USA. I'm going to skip that. Maybe I'll talk about that on Friday. I got a couple things. I just want to get off my chest. I'm not coming out. So don't, don't get it twisted. <laughs> it's just some things I was thinking about listening to some other shows and, and uh, Tucker, oddly enough, and whatnot. But uh, real quick, I want to touch on these few things. So I was looking, when, I, when I'm when i looking for stories, I kind of bounce around. I go on Twitter. I go on different things just to see what's trending, what's what's out there. And one thing that popped in on Twitter really, really caught my mind, caught my eye, I should say, uh, what's trending is the Great Reset. Now, of course, as you read the different articles and the different tweets and whatnot, you know, of course, they are spouting it as a good thing. It's because of the COVID, and they're trying to reset the globe and reset. Da, 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 da. And conspiracy theorists have hijacked that that terminology. Okay, we've hijacked that term. Okay, we. I'm putting myself in there. People like that have hijacked that terminology because of what you guys have said. Me and Chris did a show back in May. I think it was May fifth. So. If you're listening to this on Apple, it's episodes 32 and 33. It was a two-part series that we did. Uh, if you're listening to it on another whatever podcast, I don't know how they're numbered on all the apps, but like on Podbeam, it's not numbered. So it's May 5th. Uh, we recorded the whole thing on May 5th. So it, there's two parts, part one and part two. Just go to May 5th. It, like I said, if it's on Apple, it's May 5th also, but it's um, episode 32 and 33. Listen to those shows. We break down why the Great Reset and who is behind the Great Reset. And, of course, those same names are being, if you go on Twitter and look up the Great Reset, it's trending. Those same names will be there. And, then, and of course, they're going to spout it out as it being a great thing. So if you guys want to listen to a good two-part series show, it's, it's long. I mean, it's two parts. It's probably between the two shows. I think it's damn near three hours long. But going into Christmas break, if you have the extra time off, if you're not doing anything, I'm telling you right now, it's something to listen to, 
because it's coming. It's coming. It's it's trending on Twitter. That means it's they're talking about it. It's coming. Um, and of course, like I said, does this have anything to do with COVID? Hell yeah, it has everything to do with COVID because that's what they, that's why they're going to sell it. That's the way they started selling it with the Agenda 21 and the Agenda 2020 and Event 201. All this shit happened because of the Great Reset. And then fucking COVID came along and it was the perfect time to implement said Great Reset. So, and uh, before I get into the last little bit here, I want to talk about our last sponsor, smoothmyballs.com backslash dtom. Check them out for 20% off razor and razor accessories. Now, it's too late for Christmas, obviously. You know, Christmas is just a couple days away. But you know what's coming around the corner, guys, right? That's right, Valentine's Day. Check them out. Get you a razor. Get your shit tightened up for your girl. Come on. Smoothmyballs.com backslash dtom. And also, don't forget, we're a brand ambassador for Maker's Mark. I told you about the sweet little Christmas gift they sent me. Me and my wife were thinking about going up there for vacation next year, maybe doing a tour. They invited me up for a special tour, and I can check out my bourbon being made for the show. It's kind of cool. <laughs> I mean, I don't, I'm not going to lie. It's kind of cool. You know, like I said, full-time job with a part-time podcast, and I got a, a major uh, bourbon manufacturer, you know, making our own uh, branded bourbon. Cool. I, I don't know. I think it's cool. Anyway, last story of the day, which really isn't much to it. <laughs> the, the Glenn Maxwell trial. What the fuck's going on? <laughs> uh, we haven't heard shit. We haven't. Uh, it's. I do know that the defense rested on Friday. They had the closing arguments on Monday. So you had the... Uh, Prosecution and defense did their closing arguments Monday, which meant the jury got the got the case Monday afternoon, Tuesday morning, whatever it was. Uh, I really kind of expected a quicker turnaround. But here's what I think. So there's no updates as the jury deliberations are ongoing. Surely, in my opinion, I can see a verdict happening on Friday. And why? Why Friday? Why not? Who the hell is going to be watching the news? Who's going to be paying attention to anything on Friday? It's Christmas Eve. Everyone's going to be like, whatever. So don't be surprised if you don't, if you're on Twitter or whatever, that uh, it comes across. But I got a better idea for you. I'll be here Friday. I ain't got nothing else to do. My wife's got to work. I got a few things to do around the house when I get off of work. And I'm going to give you all a show. Especially if there's an update on Glenn Maxwell. And the reason, the biggest reason, this is selfish on my behalf, but listening to other podcasts, everyone else is checking out. I think a lot of the podcasts I listen to, their last day might be today or tomorrow. And then they're out. They might do a Wednesday or a Thursday show, and then they're out. And some of them are out for like a week. Like they're taking Friday and then all of next week off. But D-Tom's going to be here for you, buddy. So make sure you go to the website, subscribe to the page, don'ttreadonamerica.com. Any updates to the show will be there. Also on the Facebook page, Instagram. And also check out the show notes. I'll put a lot of these articles up there if you guys want to read through them all and find out what's what and who's where. And, uh, you know, maybe you can read the words better than me. 
But <laughs> please check us out on social media. Give us a thumbing and a liking. Share this. If you're listening to us on Apple, please give me a five-star rating. And uh, and whatever other podcast app you're listening to this on, just share this with your friends, with your like-minded friends that need something to listen to, or maybe your unlike-minded friends that don't know any better. and They might need a, a good red pill and introduce them to D-Tom and, you know, any suggestions you guys have, just uh, you can write me at uh, don'ttreadonamerica.com. Uh, you can message me on Facebook. Also, we just hit a little over a thousand uh, subscribers or whatever on uh, on Facebook, so that's growing a little bit more. So check that out. And other than that, guys, you have a great day. I'll be here on Christmas Eve, even if it's just a short show about homosexuality. I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> Hopefully. Uh, there's a Ghislaine Maxwell update, and I'm sure there'll be more COVID talk. Maybe we'll have a, a decision from the Supreme Court on mandates. But nonetheless, you guys have a great day. It is Wednesday, December 22nd, 2021. I am your host, Don Q. You guys have a great day, and I'll talk to you again on Friday.